You're listening to the Tales of a Motherless Mother podcast with me, Paulina. The tone table is open to girls and women from all walks of life who want to talk about the real-life impact of having to navigate childhood, teens, and especially motherhood whilst dealing with the absence of a mother-daughter relationship. Whilst you're here, kindly follow the podcast and leave a rating. And if you want to join in, send your thoughts, questions, or answers to talesofamotherlessmother at gmail.com or slide into our Instagram DMs at Tales of a Motherless Mother. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's episode. Wow, wow, wow. It's it's a wow for me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the messages. Thank you for appreciating the late replies. Some of you are still waiting for replies, to be fair. That's, that's my bad. But if you listened to the last episode of the Tales of a Motherless Mother podcast, then you knew what to expect. So the fact that you reached out and sent me a message anyway, like, God bless you. Thank you so much. I saw the messages. I saw the likes, the shares, the encouragement. Thank you for it all. I really, really appreciate it. I don't know what I was expecting um, as a response to the podcast, Um, not just to that episode, but like kind of the whole concept um, as a whole. I don't know what I thought the response was going to be, but I do know that what I got was amazing. Of course, a massive shout out to my husband who literally spammed so many people's WhatsApp telling them the episode was out. I'm sorry. If you're one of those people who got um, like message after message telling you it was out, but a lot of you went ahead and clicked and had a listen and I'm just so, so grateful. I'm so excited to kind of start this conversation in this place. Of course, I'm going to start today's episode with some random facts for you. Fact number one is that I really love subtitles. So I came to the UK when I was nine years old and at the time I couldn't speak any English. I think I could say basic things like hello or my name is, things like that, but I really couldn't converse. And so the biggest thing that helped me to um, learn English and learn English quickly was subtitles. I remember, like, I mean, this is back in the day, but you remember when you put like the teletext on and you press, it's a 999? that got you to, was it 999? Was it 888? I think it might have been 888. No, 888 was the weather channel. Yeah, 888 on the teletext was the weather channel and 999 was the um, subtitles. So I literally would put subtitles to watch absolutely every single program. And I loved like words and spelling. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm quite good at spelling actually, uh, I think, (laughs) is because I kind of saw every word and I still to this day put subtitles. My husband kind of looks at me and he's like, but you know what they're saying now. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. I still put subtitles on. If I can put a subtitle on a program, I will put a subtitle on a program. Fact number two is I really like male shower gel. You know, like when you get that really strong smell and the scent, I really enjoy that smell. Like I don't like kind of like the flowery, airy fairy um, shower gel smells. I like the odd one, I think, but um, generally I like the stronger smell, the better. And those always seem to be the men's one. I think there's one that I like that isn't a man's one. I think it's by Imperial Leather and it's called Sea Sapphire and Water Mint. And I like that, I think that's a nice, nice smell. But generally the smells that I like are men's smells. I don't know why, I just, stronger the better i think i like to wake up in the morning and so like if washing myself with something strong smelling kind of wakes me up a little bit fact number three is 
quite an important one and I think if we're going to start this journey together it's something you really need to know about me and I'm hoping it will make some things make sense now I'm really sorry if this triggers you it's not my intention at all it is just facts now I hate it when people misuse the apostrophe I hate it with every fiber of my being let me give you an example if you're going to say hello mums it is not m-u-m apostrophe s it is m-u-m-s no apostrophe if you're going to say to all the mamas out there it's going to be m-a-m-a-s no need for an apostrophe if you're going to say i'm going to mum's house then you'll put an apostrophe if you are going to say this house is mama's house then you will put an apostrophe if you're talking about your surname and let's say your surname is matthews for example i'm choosing that on purpose because it's got an s at the end and i think people get confused about this if you're going to say welcome to the matthews house you would not write the word matthews apostrophe and an s you would simply put an apostrophe after the s because the house belongs to the Matthews family right and if you're gonna say hi we are the Matthews you would not put an apostrophe you would not need an extra s I hope I'm making sense now because if you're one of those people that adds an apostrophe because you just don't know where it goes please don't do that like I'm I'm reading it I'm reading your writing I'm listening, I'm trying to get the message that you're trying to convey, but unfortunately, I can guarantee that 98% of the time, I will not be able to see past how you have misused the apostrophe, and I will be judging you. Of course, if this triggers you, I apologize. That's not my intention. Take it in jest, but also know that I'm deadly serious. When I was getting the first episode ready, I really expected to be quite nervous. I thought that by the time it got ready to go out, that I would be kind of flooded with anxiety about being this open, you know, with essentially the world, putting a podcast out there with my voice, uh, my take, my story. Um, It's kind of exposure. You kind of, you're exposing yourself a little bit. And I thought that um, being aware about kind of exposing myself in that way would bring some anxiety but I really really wasn't I've been asked like was I nervous about it and I I really really wasn't once it was done I felt almost at peace I was just so content with it I was so proud that I had done it I knew it wasn't perfect but I was so glad that I had started this and I had done it I wasn't doing it for accolades. I knew that the tone platform isn't so that I can say, hey, look at me. It's more so that you can see yourself in me a little bit. So it wasn't like I was wanting the that the spotlight on me necessarily. I just knew that I wanted to do it. In essence, I kind of wanted to create this space for myself, almost because I really wanted to have this conversation with myself first. 
I'm sure you've heard it said before that you need to be the change that you want to see and for me that was a motivator. Like I said I was happy to sit in the court in my little corner of the world and flesh some of the issues out you know myself like I quite enjoy self-reflection and I think it's one of the reasons why I love doing things like therapy and counselling. I like unpacking things, breaking them down, getting to the root of stuff like I need to know why i'm quite difficult about things like that like i believe everything has a reason there are very few things in our lives that don't have a why everyone and everything has a reason whether you've uncovered that reason or not it is there there is a why to why things are the way that they are and why you are the way that you are good bad indifferent whatever it might be there's a reason so i was more than happy like i said to have this conversation with myself sit in the corner of my house I'm quite a big fan of kind of introspection anyway so I like checking in with myself I like to kind of delve into myself and figure out what is happening how am I feeling and it's something that I quite encourage others to do as well so like a routine that I have in the morning and I adopted this from uh, Dr Anita Phillips which is I literally when I wake up in the morning I take a deep breath and I ask myself okay Paulina how are you feeling it sounds really weird but I find it so helpful I take a few deep breaths and I ask myself how am I feeling I do this sometimes in the morning I do it when I feel kind of anxiety rising or any kind of odd feeling that's kind of threatening to to throw me off my center but I find it really helpful specifically to do it in the morning so I ask myself how are you feeling how are you And once I've answered that question, once I've said, okay, how am I? I ask myself, why? Why are you the way that you are? If I'm feeling happy, I ask myself why. That allows me to recollect the things that have have allowed me to, to, to feel happy. If I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling confused, any of those things. I never ask myself how I am without waiting to hear the honest answer. So for our first task today I want to check in with you let's check in together when was the last time you asked yourself how you were like really asked yourself and gave yourself an honest answer I think we're ready to answer somebody says to you if I said to you now hey how you doing more than likely unless we were super close you would go I'm good thanks you know and that might not necessarily be a lie but you don't we don't tend to take the time to really sit in our feelings and say how we really are for a variety of reasons so I'm gonna ask you again how are you are you afraid Are you anxious? Are you happy? Are you content? Are you hungry? Are you gassy because you haven't had enough peppermint tea? Answer honestly and ask yourself why. Now, why am I talking about checking in with yourself at times? Well, let me be honest. When I sat down to record this episode, I had nothing. Nothing, no words, no topic, nothing. Not even the plan that I had made for this season entered my mind. I had nothing. So, with nothing in my hand, I decided to just leave it. After all, like, I had nothing to say. So, I just left it. Days passed. Still nothing. 
See, now I knew something was wrong because Tome was never supposed to be a one episode thing. But still, I couldn't move forward. I wanted to do it, but I just couldn't seem to take the intention forward and manifest it into action. So, although I'm preaching about our checking in with yourself, I did not do that. I did the next best thing. Now, if you don't know, I'm going to tell on myself for a minute and promise me you won't tell anybody else, but I am a pro procrastinator. Like I am the queen (laughs) of procrastinating as in to avoid recording this episode, I cleared out my fridge. I reorganized my drawers like Marie Kondo style. Like I was in it. Mind you, you know, these things needed to be done. But I was very aware that I was doing these things so that I wouldn't have to do this. And this is the thing that I needed to do. I literally did everything that I could to avoid doing this. Days passed. Week passed. It wasn't until I checked in with myself about this and waited to hear the answer that I realized what had happened. I asked myself, why aren't you recording this episode what is stopping you from recording this episode and I realized that the answer to all three questions was that I was afraid I was afraid of failure afraid that more or different content wouldn't be as well received afraid that by opening this door I would be too much too honest too raw too you know insert word there I was afraid that maybe I wouldn't be as engaging. I wouldn't be as, I don't know, encouraging, whatever you want to call it. Again, add word here. I was afraid that now that I had opened this part of my identity, that I would be boxed in. Like, what if, because people were so moved by kind of hearing parts of my story, that that's all they wanted to hear about? What if I had boxed myself into this, into this place, even though I say that Tome is in a place for doom and gloom? What if that was now the expectation? See, because the truth is, I am a motherless mother. That's part of my identity. Yet that's not all that I am. I'm a black African woman. I'm a friend. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I have very odd taste in TV shows. You can ask my husband. I believe that This Is Us is one of the greatest shows ever made, that Jack Pearson can do no wrong. I also love Paternity Court and Westlife. I like knowing what's new in pop culture, yet I'm always late to the party and I'm literally only on social media for the comment section. They crack me up. Like recently there was that issue with Derek Jackson and Bonnetgate and I'm literally just watching the videos for the comments because they gave me all the laughs but yeah I was afraid (laughs) I felt pretty paralyzed I just couldn't do it I could not get myself from conception of an episode to the recording of the episode so once I was honest with myself about how I was feeling I realized that I had to take action I asked myself how I was feeling and I put a name to that feeling. So not just not just feeling a feeling, I decided that I felt afraid. I asked myself why was I feeling afraid? Because 
I thought X, Y, and Z would happen. Then I asked myself, why am I here feeling like this? What has brought me here? So it's not as simple to say, ask yourself, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? Even the beginning of that feeling has a reason. There's something that's happened that's brought you to have that feeling in the first place that you now need to unpack. So I had to go back even before asking myself my feeling and remembered why I wanted to do this podcast. I wasn't doing it for the accolades of recognition. I created Tone pretty much for myself initially. I was happy to do this on my own, but because I know I don't live in a vacuum, there must be others like me who wanted to have this conversation or simply wanted to hear this conversation. I wanted to create a place for myself, for the girl or woman feeling out of place, for the girl mourning the loss of a mother and wondering what life will look like from now on. For the girl who has a physical mother, yet the relationship is fraught and tense. She knows it shouldn't be like this, but doesn't know how to process the rejection from the person who literally breathed for her for the first nine months of her life. I want to talk to the women who decided motherhood isn't for them. They have no good examples to emulate, so they've closed the door on that. I want to hear from the girl who's had a fantastic relationship with a mother or mother figure. What does womanhood and motherhood look like for her? You see, I wanted to have these conversations and I knew that Tome would be a good vehicle for them. Yet I was still quite nervous and felt really aware of myself, you know? Yeah, I can have this conversation, but does my voice sit there? Once you know my story, what else do I have to say? Could I facilitate such a space? My confidence was low and when we feel like that it can be easy to fall into a cycle where because you feel unable to scale a particular issue that somehow you are unable to scale any issue at all. So sometimes because you can't do this one thing you feel like you can't do anything. And whilst this thought was circling round and round in my mind and just feeling like, well, I, because I can't do this episode, then I can't do Tome. Tome needs to go. Thank you very much. Thank you for all the kind words. God bless you. Keep it moving. Yeah, that didn't sit right with me. The idea that I was just going to stop didn't sit right with me. And I could not figure out what the answer was. You might be listening to this and just thinking, well, clearly the answer is to just record the episode. Have you ever been frozen in space? (laughs) At least felt like that. Like you can see it. You can see the thing. But you somehow, it's just beyond your reach. It's just beyond your grip. Yet there is absolutely nobody stopping you from getting it. That's how I felt. And so after circling again, days, a few more days passed. I realised that the answer to this particular problem lay in me being aware of what I had already done. So yeah, I felt like I couldn't record this episode. I had nothing to say. Nobody was going to listen. It was, it was done. But even if I decided to park that for a minute, I asked myself, okay, told myself, you can't do this. What can you do? what have you done 
And that's when it hit me that the answer to this particular problem laid in me reminding myself of my past accomplishments. Sometimes we think because a mountain is too big for us, we can't scale it. But we don't realize that the journey to get to the bottom of the mountain may have been hard enough. We don't remember the past accomplishments when we need to use them as the thing that propels us into the next thing. So I decided I was going to remind myself of some recent accomplishments. So when thinking about my accomplishments, I landed on the Couch to 5K, which is something that I've done recently. Now, if you don't know that Couch to 5K is basically a program where you use an app on your phone and the aim of it is to get you from basically being a non-runner, somebody who isn't about the running life at all, to being able to jog consistently for 30 minutes without stopping. Doing the Couch K was absolutely massive for me. It meant getting up three times a week, sometimes in the rain or snow, because we live in the UK, and basically jogging and walking in intervals until I could go for 30 minutes without stopping. Now, the Couch to 5K was brutal because, again, let me tell you something about myself. I don't run. I don't need to. I refuse. There is no reason why I need to be running. You see, I'm the one that they're talking about in that meme when it says, um, I don't run. So if you see me running, you should run too because something is probably chasing me. That's me. Like Jesus died, rose again, and yet you want me to be out here huffing and puffing. That's not what I'm doing. No, sir. No, sir. Yet when my friend asked me to do it, I was like, yeah, let's go for it. I said yes, I think just because I was desperate to try something new. I've been struggling with my fitness for a while. So I was like, you know what? Let's just give it a go. We tag teamed it and we went for it. We couldn't run together because, you know, it's a pandemic, but we kind of used ourselves as accountability partners and it was great. It was great to do it with her. I really, really enjoyed it. But something about the 5K that you should know is that I hated every single minute of every single run. There was no part of the running part that I enjoyed. I hated it i hated the huffing and puffing i hated feeling like i was going to be sick i hated feeling like this is the day that i'm going to meet my maker and are my children going to be all right i hated every minute of everyone yeah i absolutely loved how i felt when i finished after each run would end i would literally stop where i was throw my arms in the air and say yes i did it I did it, I did it, I did it. Punched the air, the whole shebang. That was me. And I was so proud of myself. Every single run that I did, I was so proud of myself. I remember being physically sick at the idea of running for eight minutes without nonstop. Yet somehow when I did that, I was like, rah, you really, really did it. To the point that when the 10 minute run came and the 20 minute run came, they seemed huge. But somehow all I needed to remind myself of was the fact that I could run for eight minutes. I could run for eight minutes nonstop and that made me more confident about being able to do longer runs. Now, there's a disclaimer, of course. If you're expecting to see a trim, slim, leaner next time you see me, I have news for you. One, you can't out-train a bad diet. And two, the size of my waist is none of your business. While I may not have shrunk as much as I would have liked because 
see fact number one i am so proud that i did it you see the cash to 5k program was the first thing in a long time that i had started and finished i haven't been able to do that in so long i think that i just kind of accepted this mediocre version of myself who was just kind of getting by not dreaming not desiring just kind of coasting living life of course and and you know allowing lots of things around me to thrive but being discreetly aware that I wasn't really thriving on the inside and I think I felt embarrassed about that I think for the last probably decade I've been slowly retreating into a shell I've been busy you know trying to build a marriage out here I grew three full human beings whom we are keeping alive every single day and that is no easy feat I think it's during this time that I kind of became a master procrastinator as you already know because I found myself in a place where I felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything I was just kind of existing have you ever been so down that you didn't get anything done and then because you didn't get anything done you felt down that was my cycle for a long time I just could not see a victory in anything that I was doing people would tell me that I was doing well because I tell you my life is not easy and that's not to brag or you know for sympathy all of us are fighting a battle that nobody else understands that's just what life is but I know that I struggled it wasn't until I really checked in with myself and gave what I was feeling a name that I was able to start breaking myself out of that cycle I had to assess where I was that I was feeling lackluster that I was feeling mediocre that I had stopped dreaming that I had stopped having any desires and that was just kind of my life I was I hid myself in the busyness and it wasn't that kind of you know and I say this you know in in you know in jest I guess it wasn't that kind of cliche I have a child and now I've lost myself kind of thing I think I just stopped if it had anything to do with my family my children my husband I could get it done but if it was about pursuing an interest I just couldn't do it I think I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to finish. I was afraid that I wouldn't get it done. And so I just never even started. I really had to take time to think about what I was feeling. I had to take time to think about what I was thinking. And I had to give my feelings a name. I had to stop just feeling and decide that what I was feeling was fear was anxiety was depression really you see it's important for me to give my feelings a name because i'm a christian and i believe my bible when my bible says that you know everything must bow at the name of jesus and so by giving what i'm feeling a name it gives me a confidence that jesus is above this thing that i have named There is no name that is greater than his. There is no place that I can go that he can't rescue me out of. There is no pain that he cannot heal. There is no um, thing that I lack that he cannot provide. And I had to realize that when I realized what it was that I was feeling. So if you're still with me, what I'm saying is you have to address 
what is going on don't just accept the feeling name it bring it out into the light write it down write it in big bold letters do a big mind map of how you're feeling write everything that comes to you and then look at it look at how you're feeling look at what's going on if you're feeling brave look at why you're feeling that way don't be afraid to think about the things that have caused it it might be things you have done it might be things you have allowed to happen it might be things that you didn't even realize would have these kinds of outcomes but you have to give it a name and if you're a person of faith like i am i encourage you to remember that everything that has a name must bow at the name of jesus now you might be thinking okay you've told us you're feeling this way you've told us about jesus and how that's helpful that's great but where else are you going with this I needed to recognize the pattern. I needed to name it. I needed to check in with myself. I needed to be honest with the answer and then take the steps forward. Once I had gassed myself up enough with my victories, of course, my Couch to 5K was one. Audio form was another one. It was an amazing course that I did that literally taught me everything that I know to be able to sit here and record and talk to you. And I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that I did it. So, yeah. I gassed myself up enough of my victories. I reminded myself after a quite good conversation with my husband that this is my podcast (laughs) and I can talk about whatever I want and however I want. Yes, I was fearful that maybe this was too much exposure, that maybe people might have other expectations of this podcast, but it is my podcast and it is about my story is the vehicle Although it's not always about me, my story is the vehicle for this. And to be able to embrace my story, I have to embrace all the different parts of me. Who's going to put me in a box? Is my podcast. Yeah, of course, I'm still learning a lot about what I'm doing. Like I said, I couldn't have done this without audio form. Of course, thank you so much for everyone's help and feedback. But then I realized that like you can't measure your success when you're comparing yourself to somebody else. Your success is based on your ability to be the best version of you. If you believe in purpose, if you believe that there's a reason, if you believe that there's a why, that is what you should measure your success against. It's not about what people say necessarily. Now, I'm not one of those people that doesn't that believes that you should never care what anybody thinks about you. I don't believe that that's true but I'll get into that on another episode. So hear me again when I say this. You cannot measure your success when you're comparing yourself to somebody else. You can only be the best you that you can be. But it starts with who you are and where you are. So now that we've identified our problem, what are we doing about it? What steps am I taking? I'm deciding to be more intentional about checking in with myself before I start procrastinating. Of course, I can kind of check in a little bit here and there, procrastinate a little bit, and then eventually be ready to do the work and actually do the proper check-in. But I think I'm just going to save a lot of time if I check in with myself authentically before I start procrastinating. Consistency is key. The opposite of doing nothing is to do something consistently. I don't know if that's actually correct English, but you know, go with me on this. I decided I'm going to keep showing up. 
learn what I can, upskill as best as I can and do it anyway. I think I'm going to try to apply that to other areas of my life too. My husband says that how you do anything is how you do everything. So I'm going to choose to remember my other successes when I feel like a mountain is too big or that I have nothing else to give. Because the fact is that while I may be feeling like I'm not doing everything that I want to do right, there are other things that I am doing right. I just need to remind myself of them and use them as kind of a mechanism to push me forward into the other things that I need to do. On a side note, I've definitely been asked whether I was a bit nervous about putting the episode out there. How did I think it would be received? What what if there was blowback particularly from people who might recognize themselves in the retelling of my stories as we move forward again I'm not gonna lie to you no (laughs) I wasn't not because I was defiant or careless but because of an understanding of where I am in my life this podcast isn't aimed to shine a light on anybody in particular it's to shine a light on a situation and the things that can happen that can make that situation better or worse. I've arrived at a place where I am getting more and more confident with who I am, with accepting all the different parts of me and understanding that to be able to move forward with a lot of things, I need to be able to unpack it. And that might mean revisiting some issues and revisiting circumstances that were there. And unfortunately, there are villains in the story, but I am also the villain in a lot of people's stories. We all are. And we're not going to enjoy to hear a story that paints us in a version as a version of ourselves that we would rather not expose. But it doesn't make the story any less true. Behind, backwards, on my road to healing and wholeness um, and I think it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been coming from a place of an actual mature ability to have this conversation like I said with myself first and with the world next and it's not so that I can talk to you about me but so that maybe you can see yourself in me or see somebody that you love in me and just have the conversation so I keep recapping I addressed, I asked myself how I was feeling, I gave it a name, I took action, what am I going to carry on doing? So moving forward, I decided that I'm going to take up all the room that I want, no matter what. I'm going to talk about all the things that matter to me, because I know that they'll matter to some of you, I'm not in this world alone. You'll hear me being unapologetically myself because that's all I know how to be. And that may vary from day to day. If you catch me on a hungry day, it's a, it's, a, it's Lena. But, you know, it's sometimes not as, a, not as a polite Lena as you would like. I hope that whilst you may always hear a bit of my voice in the episodes, that the tone table will act as a mirror into your own lives or the lives of others you're close to so that we can engage with each other a bit better and maybe even be a bit kinder. Before I leave you, I want to ask you again. How do you feel? How are you? How's your heart? Once you've asked yourself how you feel, listen for the answer. 
what are you going to do about it? If you know the solution and you have a plan, go for it. Like I told you last time, yes, you need to do this. If you know what you should do, do it. But if you don't, if you feel stuck, remind yourself of what you have already done. Just to get here to this point, you have achieved something phenomenal. It doesn't matter the difficulties you've had along the way. They have not disqualified you. They have qualified you. Remind yourself of your victories. Gash yourself up. Brag on yourself a little bit. I promise you, your confidence will rise just a little bit. And once it does, you can use that to move on to the first step and beyond. And if it gets a little wobbly on the fifth step, don't worry. Just look back and see how far you've already come. You've been listening to the Tales of a Motherless Mother podcast with me, Paulina. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to follow and share. And of course, join in the conversation at Tales of a Motherless Mother on Instagram. Use hashtag Tome, that's T-O-A-M-M, so I don't miss your posts. Until next time, remember, you are enough and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm.